0: Are you ready to get peculiar? Hello, all. This is Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends. I am Sabrina Ray. On the other side of this long distance call is the imminable, inimitable, illimitable. Inimitable. In-
1: Inimitable.
0: Don. Say hello, Don.
1: Uh, hello, Don. That's,
0: uh, that's Don, and you, of course, are the friends referred to in anime with friends.
1: Uh, or as I, we say... Oh, go ahead. You know, I wish that, that you and I together were... I mean, I don't know. We're both the friends. I, I mean, yes, I understand that you are the Plus Ultra here. You are the Sin non Nevertheless, I just... I just don't want to be too far on the periphery. I guess that's that's what I'm coming from here.
0: I am the sin qua sin qua non, without which not. Oh, yes, without which not this doesn't happen. Oh wait, is that a ne- double negative?
1: I think it might no, be. It's without which not. I mean that's the the literal, I believe, Latin translation. But the whole point is, it would not exist without you.
0: No, true, but yes. it would not be as verbose without you
1: it would it would not be Uh, i i think uh that's definitely our word of the day i think i
0: will i think i will start referring to our fans as nakamadomo which is (laughs) japanese but it's used predominantly in um shonen manga you know like manga for young boys uh maybe i'll no instead of nakamadomo i'll just call them nakamas Like I'm adding like an apostrophe s or just an s to the word nakama. You still
1: haven't really explained what that is.
0: Nakama's just a buddy or a friend or a pal. It's like what Luffy says when he refers to his like crew members. You know what I'm saying? I love your
1: reference because I'm almost caught up to the current time frame of. uh, God, I love that that
0: shit. We're watching the Boa Hancock stuff right now. It's fantastic. Boa Hancock is the best.
1: You've been throwing some some Twitter uh, comments out, but I I'm talking about the manga uh, as opposed to uh, the show. I have I've watched the first episode of the show, although it appears there's lots.
0: Show's good. I don't know how much of the show is filler compared to the manga, because the manga you can read pretty quickly, but the show seems to drag it out quite a bit. I mean, I
1: would I would have you read the manga.
0: Yeah, I read all the way up until uh, what arc was it? I think I read right up until Thriller Bark. And I kind of got off around there.
1: Well, I'm just a little... I was surprised that you're like, oh, I can read that quickly because I would point out that, what, there's around 968 chapters, (laughs) 970, somewhere there, and each of them is 20 pages, give or take. So it's not a small undertaking there. No, true, but they... 20,000 pages of manga.
0: In the manga, an action, like, one of his punches is, like, three frames, right? But in in the anime, he has to say the word pull his arms back there's a lot of stretching sometimes he misses like there's it definitely has less okay uh, i I hear you gigantic battle
1: i thought there was um well i'm very curious because i really feel like the gigantic battles are now happening like certainly there were gigantic battles around the time of thriller oh yeah yeah but like i do feel like there is a definite shift after a certain point in the manga that um, no need to we're, that's not the this is of what yeah we're well
0: Kashina podcast is not about One Piece uh, no it's <laughs> on not this but, show but
1: I think it's nice to know that we are we are not uh, that we enjoy a broad variety of, of uh, available manga
0: oh yeah I mean I'm watching um, I just finished watching Yuri on Ice it was something that someone had recommended to me a long time ago it's an ice skating uh, anime um <laughs> And it was a really weird journey that took me there. Like, people had been recommending it to me forever, because it's, like... It's, like, boy-on-boy love. It's, like, never... It never quite goes there, but... It's a sports manga, but not really. It's a sports anime, but not really. Uh, The characters are very pretty. I instantly fell in love with Victor, who, like, somehow made me swoon. Like, literally swoon, and I've never swooned like that before i felt flush in the face and embarrassed for myself (laughs) at the same time it was quite an experience i can't exactly tell you how it happened but he winked at me (laughs) like Mm. he was winking at the audience but i was the audience but you were the audience yes
1: well, I'd be trying to get you to read, uh, for example, Berserk for a while. That's I'm a long one, either. and I,
0: I think that's that's something that is worth probably getting into because I love Dark Souls, and it, whenever I read Berserk, it reminds me of that like aesthetic.
1: It's very odd the way it's um, the way it has changed over time. I actually should check and see if there's a new chapter, but the the frequency of chapters has dropped precipitously, and I'm I think I among others am worried that that one's never going to come to a satisfying conclusion before like similar to uh, Game of Thrones where people are wondering if J.R.R. Martin is actually gonna get his act together and finally complete his magnum opus it's it. J.R.R. Martin. <laughs> Who's oh, that? is it? No, it's uh, George. It's George art. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Con- I'm mixing Tolkien and Martin. <laughs> you
0: are, but I'm uh, sure that yeah. he would find that flattering because I think he's a huge Tolkien fan. So well,
1: it seems impossible that he wouldn't be, and right. I I would not be surprised if he was flattered by that. But yes, uh, uh, this no, is not and, what well, this show is, is about, though.
0: Okashina podcast. You know the- we cover fascinating oddities of the anime world, and if you're just joining us in the midst of our coverage here. We're doing Kunihiko Ikuhara's *Sarazanmai*, and this week we're looking at episodes four, five, and six. But before we get to that, I just wanted to kind of talk to you, Don. Like, find out how you're doing. What's going on?
1: I mean, we're still in this pandemic. We're flush in the the robust second wave that has taken Texas and Florida and California by storm. Arizona. Depressing. it It is, and it's rough, you know I mean the, I turn to manga as a bit of a refuge from the from the world or not manga but anime in general, and you know one needs the escapism i mean it's it's rough out there and and uh in the United States as well as being a a complete mess, it's also um uh, very polarizing time uh politically, so that's that's causing tensions on the ground, which i don't feel the need to get into here but nevertheless well you'll uh, bring them up but are, you
0: won't get into them i see how it is
1: i'm saying they exist but i don't wish to plumb the depths again that is not the focus of this podcast
0: <laughs> well you didn't ask but i had a photo shoot this weekend because um i've been meaning to because like, you're gorgeous i rec- thank you I recently replaced a lot of my family photos in the house because I am transgender, and I had not replaced them, and I it was just a bunch of the old me staring at me from everywhere. Like, I kept my wedding photo because, like, I, that's irreplaceable, right? And, like, I have, like, photos hey, that I redo keep. you not that. Right, well, maybe someday, but not now. Um, but Fair enough. But, like, I didn't have, like, I haven't had a recent, like, Family photo taken of the three of us with me as Sabrina. So my goal was to like um, do this photo shoot at a pond, and so like the proceeds are going to help the nature center, which we're a member of uh, in our area. Um, And like they have a beautiful red red red-tailed hawk named Ruby that I'm friends with. Um, And it was shot at a pond, and I wore this purple. Dress and these uh, slightly uncomfortable boots, um, but the, the 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 thing that made me laugh about this whole thing is because we're social distancing. Like the the photographer is shooting us, and there's a trail, and there's people that walk by, so they keep interrupting us, and the photographer has to physically pick up her camera, like walk it back, <laughs> like reset the shot. Um, everybody has to scatter. And the dock was, like, tiny. It was, like, one foot wide for the three of us. <laughs> and there was, like, snapping turtles in the pond, which was just beautiful. There were snapping turtles and bullfrogs, and, like, I just were felt... Were they chirping? Uh, the bullfrogs were making that sound, um, and it seemed like they would, like, uh, send the snapping turtle to one of them, and then another one would sound off so that the snapping turtle never quite got to his meal. He just kept, like, ending up halfway and then having to turn around, and he was a very slow-moving, you know, um, Bowser-like <laughs> character. Um, but the, the the pictures turned out well. It was a little weird. Uh, my family quickly got sick of it, but I'm, like, totally super y and I like to, like, keep posing, so I, I did my own, like, set. Um, and I had my new headshots done, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, my makeup, though, it was looking, like, really re- really poor after a while because of the heat. and. Um, oh,
1: it was so hot I, here. I don't know how you did it.
0: I didn't even put on, like, a lot of makeup. Like, I should have put on more because when you take photos with makeup, you should always put, like, photo-style makeup on. You shouldn't put, like, your regular day-to-day makeup because it won't look right. Well, Because the camera, I, like, peers through everything.
1: I will interject and say that, given that we have been using an excellent photographer here in Chicago for years, part of that should and hopefully will be cleaned up in post, in the, in the actual um, it, selection and curation of the photos that your photographer deals with. Maybe not. It maybe wasn't. Not, so
0: I took it into Photoshop, or not Photoshop, but, like, one of those photo apps, and I just did a little bit of magic to it. And... um I just deepened, like, what was already there for us, and I thought it looked good. Like, it's kind of scary how, how good you can make yourself look without... Like, Takako, my wife, is convinced that we shouldn't even put on makeup at this point. <laughs> if all of our just, interactions are just going to be digital, we should just put on filters on the cameras and call it a day, because I think they look Takako fabulous. Is
1: partially right on that, except that, uh, I mean... I don't know, I remember there was some... Somebody was making the same point on Reddit and they posted an untouched-up picture of, like... Who was it? Demi Moore?
0: Hmm. Next
1: to what was in her Instagram feed. And it was... It's like, look, she's over 50, so... Oh, no, 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 It was uh, J-Lo. It was J-Lo. Oh, okay. And She's gorgeous. And... I mean, sure, but J-Lo is over 50, and she she's not an unattractive woman. But she is playing herself off as she's looking like she's in her 20s and it's she's not and you know the question is how do you present yourself as being beautiful but being authentic at the same time oh there's no and such the, the a... side by side I, here
0: i do not believe there is such a thing as authentic
1: well see that is the nice thing about uh the gender you left because as a as a guy you get to own your aging process and thrust it out there as some sort of badge of pride and and people accept you or it is culturally accepted to be like silver haired and to have wrinkles and to have those things be attractive yeah
0: but the guys you're expected to look like they're clearly, like, photoshopped and manipulated, and their image is created. Their image is created. Like, it's not authentic. Brad at Pitt the end isn't the day, authentic.
1: At the end of the day, Brad Pitt can have wrinkles and still be a heartthrob, and that's accepted.
0: I just, I'm not saying that wrinkles are the inauthentic part. I'm saying that he is not authentic.
1: Well, that sounds like a debate for another time. <laughs>
0: No, it is it is something I realized and I was I had to like think about it. Like I was like, do I really want to like step into womanhood at the ripe old age of 27? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, to the show. Yes, I'm sure. onto the show. Uh, oh, yes, onto the sure. show. Mm. Into episode 4, I want to connect, but you're so far away, which is different in the Japanese. It's Even though I'm sure they translated it exactly how they intended, the Japanese is not by my side. I want to connect, but you're not by my side. You're not with me. Uh, So, Hmm. yeah, it implies the same thing, but it uses the word soba. And this is the theme of the episode. It's almost like we can talk about the theme of the episode for most of these episodes and kind of, like, kick it off from there. And the lucky theme lucky item this time is soba which is both a kind of buckwheat noodle served often cold uh, or it means next to me
1: or like beside me this is this is something where we lose a little bit of the translation to english because that second meaning which i think has a lot of power in this particular in in the anime is is completely lost on me the viewer because um, yeah, it's like noodles it, okay noodles <laughs> uh, let's go noodles
0: it's really hard to get those kinds of verbal puns across but I don't know how much you're missing it's only that you're you're missing like how big those like those references and connections are in the show like I explained in the last episode I think it was Kisu and Kiss right mm-hmm. like again that's like it's important, but I'm not sure how like it's not like a super rib tickling hilarious joke that you're missing out on or anything, and it's no, not
1: but I super you point lose in. a certain depth that is being created, a certain you lose the play on words you lose you lose bits of it that I think are are helpful and impactful, and the main issue is that you're losing things and you don't know what else it is that you're not losing or sorry right. that you that you might be losing right. right? You, well, you that's talk why I'm here.
0: That's why I'm here, to help you guys uh, understand where the show is going.
1: You shall uh, lead us by the hand.
0: <laughs> that's a lot of pressure on me, buddy.
1: Well, yeah, that's uh, the point. <laughs>
0: this show is pretty dense, uh, but <laughs> you know we were talking about One Piece <laughs> earlier, and I just have to mention that there's this gag where um, Luffy is fighting the Sphinx in uh, in Impel Down. Sorry, One Piece spoilers. <laughs> She's <laughs> fighting them in this underground hell prison. Uh, the it's like a Sphinx, right? A sphinx character. The the,
1: uh, the the not the main jailer, but the. Well, like it's say, it's the beast. Jailer?
0: It's the beast. The the beast that ro- roams oh, level two. Oh yes, yep. No, I got gotcha. you. And uh, whenever it attacks him, it says like the name of like a noodle, and it has the word like something men afterward, because like the word men means noodle. So, it, it's listing all these noodle dishes, most of them Japanese or Chinese, right? And then, when it falls, it says gomen, which is, I'm sorry, in Japanese. So, lots of puns. And at one point he says ikemen, which means cool guy, or like, like a good-looking guy. So, like, those gags, even though they translated them on screen as noodle, and my daughter laughed at them hilariously. You really can't get it unless you know the Japanese exactly as it is. Like in those cases, it might be better if it was a dub, because then you could like sell the gag as something else entirely. Like you could like rewrite the whole joke so that he well, says. That's funny because I I was starting to watch chains.
1: it in dub, so I don't know whether it's. Uh, I will I will try to remember that, but I'm. I'm very far behind on the <laughs> on the anime. I, I got to the manga. you.
0: I got you. have only seen one episode. I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was another place where, like, sort of that language divide sometimes comes in. But uh, we're <laughs> we're going right into it here. Enta and Haru are going to meet uh, and greet with Sarah the Idol, who's gonna be in their hometown doing a thing.
1: A meet-and-greet, in fact.
0: And uh, Kazuki's gonna have to do something about that.
1: (laughs) I felt like this was a very ill-informed plan um, right from the get-go.
0: I was happy that they sort of got this out of the way because, honestly, his whole dressing up as Sara thing, if it's not going to be part of a deeper examination of his gender identity or something, was starting to get in the way. Uh it's it's too much of a silly comedy bit, and we have more important things to get to in the show, I feel, at this point. Uh, were you happy that it sort of comes to its conclusion across these two episodes? Like he has this elaborate plan to capture to kidnap Sarah and replace her. Uh, even though his costume looks like it was store bought, uh, compared to her elaborate, beautiful thing and when they're compared side by side they look nothing alike. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's
1: very obvious when they're compared and and that led to a, a cringe-worthy scene or a scene that really Oh yeah, that's know, exactly what to, I wrote in my notes, cringeworthy. I mean, I mean, it's very very frustrating, I think. I'm going to work th- through you now my, my emotional processing of this scene because we still don't understand at this point in watching it what the great, you know, what was causing this rift or separation between Kazuki and uh, and um, Haruka so yeah. and I'm still I still don't understand you know how how is haruka going to react to this how how you know what is the emotional impact of this on the characters and this is actually I think one way in which the reverse treatment of this story that is we are... Elements about the story are revealed to us over time. Like, I don't know, watching this, aside from the fact that it's incredibly uncomfortable, I don't know how the characters are perceiving it. Like, what is the emotional impact of seeing that that Kazuki is Sarah and is trying to, like, what is what is Kazuki trying to achieve here and what has been foiled by Sarah showing up in her... Not store-bought dress. <laughs> um, and right. I, so that would I struggled with that because I was like, okay, there's been this this big reveal because um, he can't keep the secret any longer. But then, so what, right? Like, right. what does that actually mean to Haruka? Well,
0: it sort of gets into it in episode six when they finally unbox him, and uh, and I guess that's the moment when. They realize that he's been rejected because it's not desire that he was embracing, but love. And they have no use for love, is what they say. The the otter, the otter, the
1: imperial army police force. So, yeah, so they they captured Haruka. They captured Haruka. they, They put him in this machine that was going to, like, Take a look at his desire, but it turned out he didn't have any desire, so his box was rejected, and then we get this long and complicated scene where they're trying to... Where still the Otter Empire wants to shred this box, destroy Haruka, and I'm not sure why, like, who cares? You don't, you're not keeping him. I don't right? think like,
0: anyone is... Is working with intention during this scene, though? It seems to be some kind of automated process where the box is just going to fall into their, like, burning furnace thing. Uh, yeah, I
1: guess... But why do they have such a complicated rig for the destruction of something that they don't need?
0: I do not know. I guess. I mean,
1: aside from the fact that it creates dramatic tension... Why do you have
0: a paper shredder?
1: Uh, well, it is... All right, well, let's let's take this to its logical conclusion. I, I shred important papers that, if I did not shred, someone might be able to use to steal my identity or otherwise um, get information about sensitive information, steal bank accounts, things like that. I don't sense that that's the fear here. Oh, no, like Haruka if, clearly knows all of your banking information. <laughs> no, but Haruka, what can Haruka do to reveal the Otter Empire's you know, nefarious plots That's doesn't true. seem to be much.
0: I do not know. Um, I do know that Kazuki at one point says that uh, the reason that he lied about Haruka is is not to is not is not to do something for Haruka, but to protect himself from all of the things that have sort of come between them. So, if we want to go back a bit uh, and just talk about what really caused all of this to happen in the first place. All right, Yes. Yeah, so let's get to the, at the very emotional, beginning, the real arcs. Yeah, at the very beginning of the episode, uh, of episode five, I think it was, we're back with Kazuki, and we find out that Haruka uh, was born when Kazuki was five. And at the same time around, uh, like the, his grandfather on his deathbed kind of implies that Kazuki is not their real child. And that his mother was kind of this worthless person. So, um... What a dick. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... I guess if you're gonna use your deathbed...
1: deathbed, This is is what you're gonna do on your deathbed? Like, I'd like to cause maximal harm to my family on my way out.
0: Right. Like, like, come on! It's like on my deathbed, I'm just like, your mother was a
1: whore! Uh, I know! (laughs) Well, that was kind of what I thought, like... <laughs> that that kazuki was an illegitimate child is that the is that really how we should interpret it here
0: it's possible um I but don't, that would impl- I, like it would imply that he does no. have some connection but he refers to himself as being outside the circle right and
1: then also he goes to meet with his quote unquote real mother
0: yeah and she she doesn't seem interested in talking about his father at all so if they had a thing it was not yeah. anything but what if he's, and that wouldn't that ah, would be something but, you would. Could he be his grandfather's child? That's
1: even weirder. And but then why would you be blaming your son's mother? I guess. I, Sorry. I, yeah. You 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 are blaming your son's wife <laughs> or your own daughter. Either way. Yeah. Um, for being a bad person when, I mean, when this is some pretty heavy speculation you threw out there that. And i don't i i mean i don't, think I don't there's the case, no there's no evidence there's to no, no evidence of any of that but but I'm still trying to understand like I assume that the the moral opprobrium the grandfather is trying to imply is that your your mother is not very good because she couldn't in fact birth a real child of her own right so instead you're you're kind of a cast off and and I guess he is uh he wants the bloodline to continue. Okay, that's mm-hmm. very archaic. yeah, because it's not the child he's not a child of blood. He's, a, he's an adopted child.
0: Yeah, it would seem so. And uh, they seem to th- I'm sure in, this is, happens all over the world. like someone thinks that they're infertile, they go through the adoption process, and they're still having unprotected intercourse and
1: intercourse, you say
0: s- and and the stars align and they actually get pregnant or the 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 couple gets pregnant and they have a child and that's what Haruka is Haruka is their birth child and Kazuki is this child that they adopted earlier so he's all set to be a big brother and then this kind of throws a monkey wrench in the whole thing and he starts to feel like this lack of connection between them um and it's kind of it's kind of a complicated emotion I think because he goes to meet his real birth mother but he he implies that he has this cute little brother and he's he's really going to, like, try to be, like, a good part of... Like, uh, he's going to try to be part of the family again because he had a little bit of time period there where he seemed to be kind of a dick who was, like, withdrawing into himself.
1: Yeah, rejecting the his family, his and foster yet, family, whatever it is. When
0: he's confronted with his little brother later he's still acting like a dick uh because i don't think he wants him to see it i don't know what did
1: you think about this scene the fact that he comes out in this we we get this information in one episode and there is i mean whole multi-season shows have been written about the the trials and tribulations of adopted children and their their parents so not good ones (laughs) I don't know if they're good or not. I'm simply saying the the you're talking about a huge amount of emotional detail that gets compressed very rapidly for us, and so we just have to make assumptions about what's going on. And I mean, generally, I I I have all sorts of questions like why didn't his family reassure him he was wanted? Why you know why did he was this was this a a fault of his parents? Was it his own fault for just Having some sort of mental block, and be, and once he became aware that he was not of natural birth, that he decided to push away, you know, all of these all of these questions remain completely unanswered, and uh, or at least unanswered in these episodes, for what it's worth. So it's very hard for me to. Um, I, I want to know these things before I draw certain judgments about like is is Kazuki being. Uh, unreasonable in these actions or is he justified because you know his parents had this child and all of a sudden they change all of their attention from doting on Kazuki to to the new kid is that is that the problem that we're talking about here you know what it doesn't seem to be I'm gonna say
0: that it doesn't seem to be that it seems to be internalized his own sense that he's been uh, drawn outside the circle of the family and that his connection has been severed
1: And then, also, there's no discussion about how he gets involved with... How he finds his birth mother. And his birth mother seems young and pretty and totally emotionally available and desirous of having a relationship with him and, like, seems to want to take him back. Those are very uncommon things for children who were put up for adoption. So, uh...
0: I don't know how uncommon they are, but I do know that, uh... That she has another family, so you know, that's not an easy thing for anyone involved in those kinds of things. to uh, Like, how does Haruka... How does Haruka, not Haruka, how does Kazuki fit into this new family that he would know? Like Right. Uh, it,
1: well, again, those are very complicated. So it makes,
0: his decision makes sense to me. Um, not that I would make the same decision or that I think that it's the only right decision, but... The reasons that he makes the decision to try to, like, focus on his adopted family, to me, made a lot of sense.
1: Lay out what you felt those reasons were. Because I don't... I did not fully appreciate it.
0: I just laid out what I thought the reasons were. Like, it is difficult to accept that you're letting this person into your life who went on and, and did... And made a whole new family without you. And, like, to have to fit into that and, like, have the sense that, like, you are creating this... That you belong? Right. Well, like, you're telling your your adopted family that this other family is also important to you in spending your time there and dividing yourself. When I think that Haruka's making a decision uh, Haruka, I'm sorry, I keep saying that Kazuki's making a decision to dedicate himself to being the best big brother he can to Haruka
1: I just feel like he's doing it it, his words don't line up with his actions (laughs) Um, he doesn't I don't he shrinks
0: from her touch even though because it's not his mom, she seems
1: well, you're talking about his birth mom?
0: Yeah, it's not like he she wasn't there for him. like I
1: don't right I'm not I would assume that, that he like, harbors resentment, but I didn't feel like he was I didn't feel like he was expressing that resentment i when I was watching it i I felt like he wanted to go with her and wanted to be part of that existence. He felt more natural around her. Like, he felt like he belonged, while he doesn't feel that with his foster family. And uh, and he mm. is staying with his foster family out of a sense of duty, and along with it, there's a sense of resentment and resignation that this is the lot in life that he he has to deal with.
0: I can't read that on his face, though. We're going to have to disagree on this one, but let's continue I, I'm on. I'm happy
1: to disagree because I, I believe I may be wrong, but that was my initial take.
0: I understand, and I think that's fair. The fact is, he makes all these decisions before his whole world crumbles. And he he's stern with uh, Haruka, who wants to follow him back to um, to convince him, basically. He doesn't say this, but he wants to convince him not to go with his mother, because he thinks that is going to leave him behind. Uh, uh, Kazuki's, oh my god. He thinks thinks Kazuki is going to leave Haruka behind. Haruka thinks this. And so he chases after him, and Kazuki gives him a very stern talking to. um, Basically pushes him away physically and crosses the street. And Haruka crosses the street, but he's young and he's not paying attention and he gets hit by a car. And that's why he's in the wheelchair and will never walk again. So that's pretty brutal. That's Oh, that's, that's very heavy. Yeah. That's almost misery porn, uh, <laughs> which is a term that, that we used to use to apply to some of these Japanese dramas as well. Uh, I'm sure it's applied to other things, but like it's when emotionally things are so miserable and things keep stacking on top of each other this is one of the key pieces of information that we did not have at the beginning but it sort of gives us a Rosetta Stone for understanding uh, the motivations behind uh, Kazuki's he basically why he quit soccer why he's been dressing up as Sara for real like where, where, where what was your take on all of this
1: I felt like, so yes, I do believe that it is a... Self-flagellation, maybe? Yes, there is there is a lot of guilt and a lot of pain involved in the relationship with um, Haruka. But I also feel, and this is as yet unspoken, like there's still the avoidance and running away from the family and... Kazuki wants to connect and this is the whole Yes, I, mean, I think I so too. Titles. Well, I want to connect, but I can't get I can't get over myself to do it. Right. Right. And so and so Kazuki is causing everyone more pain than uh than necessarily needs to be there because Kazuki simply cannot face the can't can reckon with the the situation that happened, he can't face it and say like, "All right, this happened. Now I'm just going to have an honest relationship with Haruka." Like Kazuki wants to connect with Haruka, but can't actually bear to be around Haruka. It seems
0: right, and I would say that what we one of the things that we learn here through all of this is that his his impersonation of Sara, his embodying of this other person is a way for him to try and connect with Haruka without having to forgive himself because it's not him. It's this other person. And that's very true. He uses it as a conduit to rebuild his relationship, but it was never going to last that way because that's not how people work. This fantasy of this other person he was becoming no matter how real she seemed, and boy, there were times in these couple episodes when I was like, wait, did I tell Don that he wasn't transgender? Because that lady is... she's going all out. Like, why, why is he so good at doing this voice? Why is... why is he able to fool, like, this entire auditorium of people into believing he's this female idol? Obviously, by the last... by the end of these episodes, that has all been dealt with, and...
1: Well, it's been dealt with in the sense that it has been revealed. He does grab the wig been... off the
0: floor as he's running out, though. So the wig had some value to him still.
1: I'm curious to see how Kazuki will manifest going forward now that this has happened.
0: Yeah, well, we also find out that Haruka was holding his own secret, which is that he went to Kazuki's mother, and he, he basically screamed at her to leave. I, did he take the pouch? Because the, the, one of the key words in these two episodes, it actually repeats for two episodes, which we'll get into, is sachet. Mm-hmm. Which isn't like sachet chanté or whatever. It's like, it's a uh, potpourri pouch or something like that, right? It's like a, a sweet, it's like a, a, a flowery scented pouch. Um, and he has his, he, um, Haruka has the one that smells like his brother, which also smells like his mother.
1: Well, he, his, Kazuki's mother drops it, or I don't recall. Either drops it or right. gives it to. I just don't
0: remember seeing her drop it. I remember them telling us that she dropped it.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was related by Haruka. So this was a story told by Haruka, but I, I don't remember either she dropped it or she gave it to Haruka to give to Kazuki and instead haruka keeps it but in terms of big reveals that's pretty small potatoes in comparison
0: well no it just means that he was he was so afraid of that's sort of why like he also was guilty of something like he was guilty of of being selfish and trying to keep kazuki for himself even though it's his birth mother like and he, of course, he's guilty. I mean, he's a kid. He's not really guilty, but he, he did that, and he's not without sin in this scenario.
1: I guess. I mean, I feel like Kazuki has too much. Is carrying too much of the burden of the fact that Haruka got hit by a car because Kazuki told Haruka to stay and not to follow, and and Kazuki and Haruka disobeyed him, yes. uh, and as a result, got hit for it. Now, of course having a child hit by a car is a terrible tragedy, but there are certain things for which it's just not helpful or useful to assign personal blame or fault in this situation. Um, And this is one of those ones where, I don't know, I feel like therapy would be helpful for these Uh, parties. Probably, probably. And, uh, you know, we haven't even seen the parents. Like, it's it's cool, whatever. Our kids are, uh, yeah, they're fine. Uh, The
0: parents are good it's just that they sort of pretend like it's none of it's happening <laughs> I, I think um, you know they they sort of fret a little bit about their, about their stray lamb but they're not really doing anything to reach him, they're not really there's no heart to hearts here the parents are just sort of there doing their job kind of hands off the wheel if you will
1: Hey, DJ, give me a Home Depot-style beat. Hey, Riley. Yeah, Andrew? What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking podcast where I call my grandma Jane and explain to her the plot of an anime. Podcast titled Don't Listen to My Dad. Lin-Manuel Miranda Epic Rap Battles of Mystery Podcast. What if we call it the podcast minds there, but for the grace of pod, go we, and it comes out every Friday. (laughs) Riley, I want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons. (laughs) here. What's
0: the difference? (laughs) Hey, Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe, I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it and then we talk about it sometimes i have i have no idea what you're talking about well we don't do it super frequently once a month the best did you forget we analyze the story and discuss the show's themes characters compare it to other media and how it provides an allegory for real life politics and events i i must have forgotten what where can i listen to remind myself you can listen at the
1: orange groves podcast network or search for we are watching one piece in your favorite podcast app what's a podcast (laughs)
0: We've dealt with Kazuki. That's across these episodes, right? We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But now, uh, you were saying back when we were covering the first three episodes that you haven't really learned much about toy, but finally,
1: you get the big toy episode. Can I, before we jump into toy, can I just say. Yeah, sure. Um, What's up? Sara turned into a kappa. <laughs> repeatedly in this episode. Right. There's that um, one part even... where they just show
0: her randomly looking at pictures of cucumbers <laughs> as one does. <laughs>
1: well the whole reason that um Kazuki is revealed is that the plot was to imprison uh Sara in you know, away while Kazuki pulled the bait and switch. And it didn't work. No. And That's because Sara was able to turn into a kappa, and they did it like
0: four times. And then they went, they went over the top. And they had her come out of a locker, they had her come out of like a magician's like box where he's stabbing swords into it. Oh, that was really funny. Um, Well, but uh, and she basically. Toei doesn't even talk
1: about it. Toei doesn't even talk
0: about like you would think he never sees the kappa. He never sees the kappa version Ah. of her. I thought he saw it once.
1: I I don't maybe, think so. At the end. She just I comes thought. out
0: and she says like like whenever they land in the show as as the Kappa boys, after like jumping behind the monster, they go mm-hmm. Sarato which means like a smooth landing, right? Like smoothly. And whenever she escapes, she says Sarato, which is her name, but it's also like to land like without difficulty. Or to she says escape without difficulty, right? It looks like a magic trick every time and, and Toys just sort of like becomes more and more adorably frustrated agitated. with it, yeah. agitated with it. I also really liked when he attacked the manager. Now that you've brought this up, I just have to talk about it. Uh, he appears from like the from like the the, the the stall and he's got like a cucumber raised like, an, like a like a knife and he's wearing the kappa mask and he looks like either Michael Myers or uh, Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th movies. I mean, it, of course it could be, like, Psycho, but I, I didn't feel like it was shot Psycho enough to really be that. But it, he's brandishing it like a, a murder weapon, and he sort of, like, yeah. pounds him across the head with it. I thought that was very funny. Obviously, his the manager knows that she's a kappa, right? I mean, how could he
1: not? Well, I feel like the whole point was that her kappa is the last kappa. So... The fact I I'm annoyed at the at the relative at the reveal of this that made no waves anywhere. <laughs> um, aside and I it obviously is going to come back or if it doesn't come back I will be shocked um, that Sarah has manifested as a kappa. Yeah. And then But also, like Sarah escapes and she doesn't actually seem all that angry with Toei. She's just like, okay. I don't think he even she even considers
0: that it was it's kidnapping. Maybe she just thought they were playing a game,
1: I, I, as one I don't does. Know.
0: Yeah. Here, I'll lock you lo- in a train <laughs> station locker. <laughs> Try to escape.
1: Yeah. How did and he do even get ease. her
0: in there when she was full-sized? By the
1: way. Well, I thought it was one of those, you know, full full height lockers.
0: Was it? I I thought it was one of those half size ones.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll have to well, look I- back
0: at the tape, but. Either way, that's quite a stretch.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Alright, so back to uh Toei, yes. Yeah. So we you finally, finally got
0: your Toy episode.
1: And you're right, I I now have Toei backstory. Um, I like the Toei backstory. It doesn't fully explain why Toei is such a a badass now. I mean it it definitely gives a background, but but Toy was a bit of a wimp. Um at you know in in the flashback and was not a yeah. hard boiled criminal or even all that aggressive an individual. Right. Um. I think I missed something though. Like, I saw how um the older brother uh, Chikai. And, uh I would, Chikai took the fall for shooting the the hoodlum who had been who had fronted the money. Um. That Chikai had taken to save the noodle shop. Yeah. Then I don't understand like, t- Toei. There was some point in one of these episodes where where it sounded like Chikai was gonna come out or come visit or either or maybe Toy was going to visit Chikai, but it didn't it wasn't going to happen like they it got delayed or pushed back or it wasn't possible for it to happen and
0: yeah, it seems like he wants to be with him, but at the same time i I got big like divorced dad vibes from him like that he's constantly delaying it and constantly saying. Hey, champ. Sorry, can't make it to fishing this weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah, I got the same feeling. But if you're, like, on murder charges and, like, fighting the legal form, it's not like, oh, I really wanted to see you, but I had to go visit. No, it's like you're stuck in the legal process.
0: The question I have after these three episodes is, is the guys that they're, like, drowning in bathtubs and stuff, is that part of repaying the debt? from the money they stole? Is that part of erasing people who know who, who was involved in this? Um, maybe Chikai's not inviting him because it's still too dangerous and he's trying to tie up those loose ends. Yeah, because so there's
1: still a lot to know at one point about the current relationship.
0: At one point they're having a heart-to-heart and Chikai's like literally drowning a guy in the bathtub while he's on the phone with his brother. Yeah. Toei is living in the in the soba shop, still above above the soba shop. So. so,
1: is the soba shop? Up, it is operational now, isn't it? Yeah, it would. But seem, who's running it?
0: It would seem to be his his aunt and uncle are running it. They, I what didn't really make sense to me is, are they soba people? Because I feel like if someone just told me like you're gonna run a like a
1: <laughs> noodle shop,
0: you're gonna run a pizza parlor from now on, I'd be like, um, here's some money. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll just make pizzas forever then.
1: I mean I, I guess I would be somewhat apprehensive I mean, at least at this point in my life I have an established career. But if somebody said, Oh yeah, you know, uh your sister died and left well, this could happen. My sister could die and leave behind a Buddhist retreat center. So you need to come run this Buddhist retreat center I'd be like, I'm not certain I am the best choice for this particular enterprise
0: oh that's the Uh, makings of a great sitcom right there i like the pitch isn't
1: it though yeah except
0: in reality those
1: situations don't turn into the like oh and he figured out how to (laughs) run a buddhist retreat center it's like no people would not come here and learn my meditation techniques and no if you're not a good noodle person then the shop ends up like having no customers and it gets shuttered
0: (laughs) right the problem with this show in general and it's something that is probably part of the fact that it seems to be some kind of constructed, projected reality that's not entirely representative of actual reality, is that there are a very limited number of characters. Like, we really don't see the show get padded out by any uh, extra characters that aren't directly connected to our main trio. So, like, you would think that at the Soba Shop, they might have, like, someone who could kind of like show up sometimes and help them like <laughs> take care of customers or show them how it used to be made or like they'd have a chef on staff or like there's there's like none of those side characters ever
1: in the show there's no doctors there's no <laughs> i you know i don't i'm okay with the lack of those characters but what i find more frustrating is we have spent a fair amount of um air time Mm. on repeated patterns of particular types of activities like fighting kappa zombies or uh sorry whatever the the zombie creatures are or the the dance that the um that the the police officers do where they Rayo Mm -hmm. rayo and mabu so all of that i mean certainly one or two times makes sense but I feel like our our characters have very deep emotional stories that I personally could get more resonance in rather than seeing another assembly and um, stylized dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> now, I understand it cuts down on the animation cost <laughs> because you're reusing scenes. But nevertheless, I found that um, I, I I do feel like there's more... To this story and there's some fairly legitimate questions that we as okay, viewers so can Okay, so ask these
0: legitimate questions. Let's see if we can answer them given what we have. Given the tools that we have. Because I have a couple questions for you about Chikai. Okay. Um, his exp- his his catchphrase, I don't know if it's a catchphrase is the right word, but the thing that he keeps repeatedly saying is, bad people are the ones who survive in this world. And he expands upon that by saying that like, uh, And those that don't survive are forgotten, you know, uh, wiped away. Cities, whether it's a city or a storefront or whatever it is, like, you have to survive in order to matter, basically. Uh, And he wants he and his brother to survive. How did you sort of interpret maybe, like, his philosophy or, like, how does this apply to what we know about the characters?
1: Well, it's easy to be a law-abiding citizen when all of your needs are being met. Um, And... Chikai is in a situation where not all of his needs are being met and he says, "Look, I am not I we have certain things that we want. We want our noodle shop to remain. This is a this is a meaningful to me and my brother and to our family."
0: Well, that's a great point so- because we do see a photo from back in the day where Chikai looks rather happy to be making noodles with his family. And it says yes. like making soba or something like that, right?
1: You know that was the the sort of throwback. So so Chikai decides that instead of trying to legally wind down the affairs of the noodle shop and take his brother and do something else, that he's going to survive by any means necessary. His back is against the wall, and so he teams up with unsavory characters, and he decides he's going to do. Um, you know, he's going to commit crimes in order he's to... He's going to
0: do a crime.
1: Yeah. I personally do not subscribe to that philosophy, and I'm kind of like, if you are now in charge of your uh, brother, and you two are now orphans because your parents killed themselves, then mm, there's, maybe...
0: There it is. That's that's how I interpreted it, is that he believed in this thing that he had with his parents. Like, everyone, everyone as a child, even into their adulthood or their early adulthood, at least, believes that, you know, um, believes in the sort of stability and sanctity of their family, right? Like, like your parents, they may not always do the right thing, but in the end, everything works out okay. And this just did not happen for the Kuji brothers. Uh, their parents got into debt, and they killed themselves. And so... As much as you might want to say that, bad pe- that, that being bad is morally wrong, uh, the good people who were too weak to survive in this world were too weak to, to protect the people they loved. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I think okay. that the good people I, I guess- were too weak to protect what they loved and instead let them suffer the results of them... You know,
1: checking out early. I mean, it's it's unconscionable to commit suicide uh, and leave children behind. Like that's that is a. Tr- I'm as a parent myself. It's a tremendous abdication of your responsibility as a parent, um, or as a human being, to leave behind people who can't fend for themselves. You have and to. And leave wonder, them debt, because I don't think the debt goes away. <laughs> I mean, well. It There's a lot negative to say about American society, but I will say your debts are um, released upon your death. They would not continue to you, the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe they do in Japan. I don't know. Um, I think actually, I actually don't know either. I, I, I seem to remember that there was something about this where... At if the, you kill I yourself
0: remember, on the trains, your debts go to your surviving relatives.
1: I know that. Okay, so let me check that off on don't do that um but but uh no but i remember there was something like if you remember it was around the 2000s when there was that massive property boom in tokyo and the like the property values were stratospheric and if you bought into it basically you would have to buy into a mortgage that your grandchildren would be paying off i remember them talking about that and i was like that seems like a really messed up um, it's the first system. I've
0: heard of it, but yeah. That is but, I mean,
1: but you do still then, of course, have the asset, right? So essentially what you're talking about is a multi-generational family loan. But if you decide, well, we're not going to pay it, then I guess, yeah, well, you'd lose the property. You don't. The debt doesn't get disposed because essentially the whole way a mortgage works is the bank owns the property until the debt is fully paid right. off. It doesn't work the same way. I, I don't know. We're, I don't want to get into the, the nuances of law. What well, all I want to say is, like, this is, this is not the way to do this. Um, and the fact that you're crap at making noodles, um, <laughs> and as a result, I mean, this is why, like, it seems mysterious. Like, it was a really good noodle shop, it seems. Like, this is why. Right. But, Kazuki think knows about, about predatory
0: it. lending here, um, what, is it? what do they call it? Private equity? like <laughs>
1: ab- oh, oh that's an accidental leftism there just because private equity is not necessarily always predatory lending
0: fine but we've seen it collapse several notable businesses in the last couple of years whether those businesses were already going to collapse or not is highly debatable, but...
1: I didn't know you were so attached to Lehman Brothers. Yes. Well, uh,
0: it's not that I'm worried about. It's more like <laughs> Toys R Us or something. Do you know... Where are you supposed to take your kids? Seriously.
1: Target. You take them to Target.
0: Yes, yes. Well, ho- luckily Target isn't... isn't a victim of that.
1: Famous last words, my friend. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Don't you... Don't you have doomed Target on our podcast?
0: Oh, no. I want to talk about Chikai because... Uh, there's... There's something going on with with a lollipop between these two brothers. Did you pick up on this at all?
1: No. No, I didn't. Hit me.
0: Okay, so... He, he arrives, and he has a lollipop in his mouth, and he carries one with him. And later on, we get the information that Toei... He was giving lollipops to Toei. And Toei had one in his pocket when he shot the guy. So... Toei objected to what his brother was doing. His brother gave him some tough love until he decided that he was gonna take matter into his own hands and go out. I don't I, I assume that's why he had the gun. Uh that he was actually planning on shooting someone. But it's kind of up in the air. It seems like he might have just happened upon him and he kept the gun because he was scared. We're not really yeah, sure.
1: I, I'm not sure he was hell because he, he i did not i did not think he was hunting bloodlust. him
0: or anything, i i thought maybe like. <laughs> you know he knew he was vulnerable and that they would come after him so he took took it upon himself to sort of throw himself out there i don't know but he had a lollipop in his pocket when he shot the guy and the mm-hmm. lollipop falls out and i mean symbolism 101 innocence lost but we do see the lollipop again and we see the 5000 yen dollar yen bill that his brother gives him for groceries before he does these acts And it appears in front of a sort of shrine to his dead parents. And the bill has been flattened out and sort of, like, made wrinkle-free. And there's a lollipop in a thing. So I was wondering, like, if you saw these connections at all. Like, for me, what I was seeing was that, like, at some point before Toei committed the crime, he was rejecting this idea that he had to be bad. And he was sort of like taking all of the gifts that his brother was giving him and putting them in front of the shrine to his parents. Sort of like, I'm not using these things. I'm going to live a good life. I'm going to attempt that. But then, you know, it push comes to shove and he, he crosses that line.
1: I did not pick up on that nuance uh but I you know, as we've discussed, there's so much packed into these episodes, and my mind is whirling with like, well, what are the implications of x, y, and z this is right. a this is a great observation on your part i you know i i did not I did not see that
0: some complicated things between Chikai and toy um <laughs> <laughs> some complicated things are there are there now and I started to wonder if maybe the the line about things being forgotten and how. One thing that I thought was interesting is when he said, no one gives a shit about what goes away because it's replaced with something new. You know? Yes. And um, that applies to Kazuki in those episodes because if he goes away, this Haruka boy has replaced him. So I know we talked about that earlier, but it's another reason. And it's another connection between them, sort of. And I also thought about the presentation of the show. Why do we see people as disposable paper, like, dolls? Why yeah, don't they're... we see them as people? Because if they go away, something else replaces them. They're just fodder. Like, these people... People who are not in your circle don't matter and they don't have shape.
1: Yep, yeah, they're they are not fully realized. Right. And it gets back to your question, like, there's so many characters that we don't see... But this is part of it. It's like they're just not people that matter. Like how how much does your primary care physician matter to you if you're not if you see them like once a year for an annual checkup? Like it just doesn't matter.
0: Right. And if your primary physician doesn't show up, I mean, in some cases you might be a he might be a family friend. But those days are kind of few and far between. Right. Instead, you just get another guy or just another guy shows up and you're like, oh, who are you? And then suddenly he has been replaced and he's out of your mind. But, yeah, this show seems to be about those connections that are deeper than that, um, and sort of exploring what that means. And why is Kazuki so bad at eating noodles? <laughs> Do you uh, know I, I, anyone who's bad at eating noodles? Because I don't. Well,
1: Yes, I mean, my children can't eat anything without slobbering all over themselves, but I, I don't think that's where you were... I don't know any adults that have not mastered the art of chowing down on a noodle.
0: No, probably not.
1: I'm Cam. I'm Jory. And we're the hosts of CWFP.
0: The Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast. Your weekly universe-friendly alternative for WWE wrestling recaps, discussion, and riffs from two friends who just love wrestling.
1: And occasionally also New Japan, Impact, and All Elite Thoughts as well.
0: If you're tired of Marks constantly booing a product
1: they regularly support and pay for, you can find us hosted on the Orange Groves Network or through your preferred podcasting app. Wait, why won't The Undertaker stop booing the company?
0: Hello, you beautiful blood-sucking babes. I'm Sahana. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of Summer Twilight Book Club, a podcast where two dumb bitches with social work degrees reread the four horniest books of their teenage years. If you're at all curious about any of the following, this is the podcast for you. Does Bella Swan have a car crash fetish? Yes. I am telling you right now the answer is yes. Does Stephanie Meyer understand healthy relationship boundaries? Has Bella Swan ever had a secure attachment in her life? How has Twilight impacted the societal and my personal conceptions of romance? Why does Stephanie Meyer, Osahana and all other brown people reparations? Why is Edward Cullen so into edging? You can find Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegirls.com or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you access podcasts to find out. talked briefly about what was going on in these episodes but we didn't really touch on the like sort of kappa action sections and one of those is um the Sasha the sashe zombie right because mm-hmm. they defeat him but then um some reveal inside of um the memory of haruka while uh kazuki is being processed or whatever uh triggers his rejection and instead of and in, in the the shirikodama that he stole comes pooping out again and goes right back into the zombie. So this is our very first time that we've seen them completely fail
1: to exercise a zombie yeah but prior to this we didn't know what failure looked like and it's right. not it's still not clear to me what <laughs> what the mechanics of failure are but okay
0: right but um we do get to see them fail, and then we find out that if they fail, they don't turn back to human, as you could kind of like assume that, because the, the process of succeeding- That's normal. The Sarazamai, yeah. which comes when they succeed only, uh, it ton- does turn them back to human. Uh, but in this case, they don't, and instead they stay kapas, and I was kind of wondering what your take on that was, because the kappas seem to have a representation of something what do they mean well, to you and to i was story? kind of
1: like what caused the failure was it an inability to be honest and true with oneself to fully realize or reveal a secret on on kazuki's part because or you know what how was it that this zombie was stronger like i didn't even have a concept of the strength of the zombies versus the Kappas. like it didn't seem like an important element as right. to ranking of their powers, like you, I didn't think that. I guess I thought if they failed, they just wouldn't have gotten the, 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 um, the gem itself, or the. Sorry, I'm forgetting the name. The Shirikodama. The Shirikodama. Just call
0: you. it the uh, ass ball.
1: The ass gem. <laughs> As no, I, I, I assumed that you know they would simply not have been able to retrieve it in the first place but they were able to retrieve it and i felt like last i don't i obviously don't remember the sequence but i thought the the monster upon their uh obtaining yeah. the Shirogadama had been the time at which the monster sort of evaporated or dissipated but that apparently was not the case here. No, it's the, the
0: Sarazamai itself, that sort of process of them leaking that seems to exorcise the demons completely, causing them to turn into a cute little ghost and float away with a, cat, with a little pithy response. Yeah. <laughs> Something like, I'm dead, but with yeah. using the so word of the episode.
1: Right, so that didn't happen. Um, and well, I wasn't... I I was I was trying to think like where where did the failure occur? Like I it's clearly that Kazuki's under a lot of stress and is very distressed. Yeah. But I didn't feel I couldn't tell that Kazuki wasn't being sufficiently open or wasn't revealing enough like Kazuki has just been in an incredibly stressful situ- situation and has had like his greatest secret revealed to the world to the people he cares the most about or the only people he cares about which seems to be just haruka for now yeah um and so you can see that he's vulnerable yes but like how does that translate to him not being able to provide the the sarazan the the uh shirikadama
0: if it's a mental battle of sorts, like I guess he gets a blow that's unexpected. Like he didn't know that Haruka had uh had written this beautiful note to him. He never got to see it, I guess. It's sort of like a for it's sort of like he is admitting he still wants him and he hasn't given up on him, and he doesn't want him to give up on him either. On himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, afterward, Kazuki doesn't know what to do with himself because he hasn't confronted how he feels, I don't think. Um, but the real question I asked was, what are the cop what does the Kappa form represent? And I'm just gonna go off on it for now.
1: Yeah, please do, because I got... I have nothing here.
0: It's a type of Arrested Development, in a way. It's a way to, um, behave and exist without consequences, um but to um, follow desire without consequence. So uh, when they're in the kappa form, they just go and they eat cucumbers, they have a good time, they, oh, can we sneak into an amusement park together? Ha ha ha! Right? And it should be all of those things, just random sumo matches, as one does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and Kazuki keeps saying over and over again, telling himself most of all, like, no, no, this is this is very important, what I'm doing here. Yeah, these these actions are important. I should be doing more of this. And they keep saying, Kappas are the best, Kappas are the best. Uh, but it's also a form of self-denial. And eventually, Toei and, and Enta have to pull him aside and be like, Oh, hey, we should go over here. And they trick him, and that's when he finds out that Haruka's been kidnapped because they were trying to get them, get him into the same space, so that he could sort of see what it is he's been running from and not confronting and not mm-hmm. dealing with. But um, the Kappas are an escape, and they're well, also a- an escape from consequences. But they're also an escape from adult responsibility and and growing up.
1: Well, it's a, it's a further, it's a one step even further removed than kazuki dressing up like Sara, it's it's now you know as a kappa you have a whole different existence and you don't have any interactions with any people
0: great point exactly the villain is a really weird one and uh i still do not quite understand it and i'm sorry but uh I'm sure you were lost on this one because. Oh
1: yeah, I can't even remember now. What what was he the appears villain's... to
0: be feeding? the The Japanese giant salamander, the national treasure of Japan, curry rice, and he feeds ten of them curry rice, and they all die, <laughs> or they get curry rice mouth. I don't know. The pictures are fucking weird.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, and. I'm familiar with the Japanese giant salamander, because when I was in Japan, I was in the mountains with Takako, and we caught one (laughs) before I realized. Not only are they super dangerous and they have a mouthful of teeth, but um, they are a national treasure and you're not supposed to screw with them.
1: Yeah, I I was going to say, I'm I'm sure... Uh, any wild animal is generally not oh, something you should be my grabbing. God.
0: You should have heard her scream, though. These things are big, man. It's like as big as my forearm. Oh like, yeah, I'm my sure. Fist. Like, why would you head, mess with that? Its head is as big as my fist, and um, full of sharp teeth, ready to bite I you. When I saw it, I grabbed it by the tail, <laughs> and I yanked it. And uh, it was so cute. It was like trying to like climb, and it was it, they climbed. They were climbing upstream, which I thought was really cute. <laughs> But Super they, cute. They are so big and so majestic looking. I just I love them. And uh, this guy was feeding them curry for some reason, which I don't know.
1: I mean, I feel like the villains have always had some sort of weird perversion.
0: Yeah, but um, I thought the sachet guy was um, the sachet guy was smelling his lady's feet or something and looking for a smell like that. If yeah. you feed curry rice to a giant Japanese salamander does it release a smell somewhat like feet?
1: I <laughs> Could we? the could mind we, boggles. Could we and do I an guess, experiment? Like, did you do it all at once or did you like do it sequentially like you fed it to one it died and then you fed it to the next one it died like or was it like you had you found ten of them and you fed them all? I'm I'm like there's all sorts of questions I have.
0: Can I throw this one out to the Discord? Can I throw this one out to Twitter? Like if you know the answer to this, like help us out because I have no idea.
1: And yeah, like, please enlighten us.
0: I really want to know the answer, and I swear to God, we will talk about it uh, whenever you guys answer it for us. Because I did a little bit of research, but it's not exactly a researchable topic. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yikes. Oh my goodness
1: <laughs> I feel like you have to go back to the source for that and really I mean you'd have to go back to the to our, our director here or I started creator.
0: thinking about how this show uses music and performance and that's um, basically the magic spell because I was watching Suspiria 2018 again, the remake and the dancing in that movie is like witchcraft. The dancing itself, which there's a lot of dancing, is satanic witchcraft or whatever. Maybe not okay. satanic because they're sort of based on the um, the three uh, the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Uh, you know that like the three mothers uh, mythology. It was it's in that movie. It's used in a very grotesque way, where the the spells sort of like make people like twist and curl up and like break and. Um, but in this, the Kawauso dance appears to be how they transform these people. And I, I guess it's more like a ritual that they have to do it every time. And it doesn't really change very much. Like, you know, the boys' song always mixes in one word differently. Yeah. You know. So, yes. Sara I- it's very ritualized yeah yeah there's a lot of ritual in this show Mm -hmm. um which i think is just a placeholder for sort of like spell casting in the case of or exorcism i guess i just
1: don't feel like it has the same sort of power that i there are certain things that you do see happening over and over again and we talked about this um when we were comparing it to say uh um kill a kill or something where hmm. but the 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 rituals last longer and in some ways i don't feel like they have the same because of that they aren't as punchy and don't have as quite as much meaning in the in the format of an of anime so i guess if there's something there i, I may be missing it
0: fair enough let's talk about reo and mabu because they are sort of how we end the episode Um, Rayo and Mabu are the police officers that we've seen do this kawa-uso dance. And uh, they've gotten a lot more active in the last couple episodes. Uh, Here we see them sort of, like, lamenting the fact that they keep losing, and then they create a zombie that they think is stronger that you told us about earlier. And then uh, they win, and then for some reason when Haruka is saved, is the, like... The, the the gem comes pooping right back out of the zombie, and they don't even have to extract it, I don't think. Uh, and it goes right back into uh, circulation, and the kappas win, and they escape with it. And we kind of find out that, like, Rayo and Mabu aren't exactly what we think. They're, well. <laughs> they were part of the royal guard in the kappa kingdom. Can we talk, wait... Before we get into that, can we talk a little bit about what we learn about this actual, like... We go into the the, the, the fortress hideout of the Otter... The Otterman Empire? <laughs> we, oh, man. Is that how we should translate it? Because Imperial Army sounds weird. We go into the Otterman Empire, and um, we find out that there's, like, animosity between the Otters and the kappa, who are competing for these, like, spirit-ball-ass-balls and the energy contained within, and they have been for a long time. We don't know why they're competing exactly, but it's one of those rivalries that goes back, and apparently the otters attacked and wiped out the kappa, except for who we now know are, um, Kepi, the prince. Uh, apparently Sarah survived somehow, but we don't know if she's related. And yeah, we we'd... also have Rayo and Mabu who were there. I don't know why,
1: but they were there, right? Uh, yeah, and so... Uh, and there's something special about about Kepi, right? Isn't Kepi... Besides being the prince?
0: Oh, he can create the desire plates
1: he and can... no one else right. can. Yeah, that's right.
0: So he makes the desire plates and they want him. They They make it clear that when they discover him... But that's a huge get for them. They may have lost the battle, but they intend to win the war by either capturing him or getting him to make plates for them or something. They, they've been looking for him. The otters, the otters have been looking for Kepi.
1: For a long time.
0: And um, Rayo and Mabu are weird. When they do that dance thing, he always reaches his inside of him and pulls out his heart. It's very strange. But finally we get a little bit more details about them. Uh Mabu, I believe he's the one with the glasses. He is off to um oh wait no, Mabu is not the one with the glasses, is he? He's the one who nabs Haruka. So Leo is the one with the glasses, right? Is that right?
1: Uh I wish I were in a position of authority to uh to comment on it.
0: You mean a position of authority where you could Google it for me and save me the I trouble? I suppose.
1: Um well, okay, I'm I'm on a page that's discussing it, but uh, they are lovers, apparently, I've discovered.
0: Oh, no, don't, don't. You're going to give something away. Well, Leo, you Leo's, asked me to Google it. Rayos the blonde. <laughs> Rayo's the blonde. Mabu is the one with glasses. Rayo says, like, oh, you're, you know, they, they come back from a successful win at one point, and, uh And Mabu heads up to maintenance. And Reo seems to not want that. And he kind of makes fun of him. He says, like, oh, well, you're going up there for pleasure. And he's like, you know that's not why. And it's very serious. And Reo seems to object to his seriousness. And when we find out that Mabu sacrificed himself for Reo uh, from the blast from the otter during the destruction of the Kappa kingdom he took he basically took a bullet for him and went down fighting mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he's alive but why is he alive and he's how referred is he to later as a doll so how catchy is that song by the way
1: do you dance to it I uh, I, I will not uh, confirm or deny dancing to that song soya yeah, soya
0: yeah. do you do that
1: <laughs> the, the soya thing is, is very catchy I gotta gotta give it to them
0: but um, I liked how it ended. It was, it was basically Kazuki admitting that uh, that they they've grown closer, and he says, "I'm glad you two were there." And that's a, that's a lot different than how he was beforehand. So he seems to have turned a corner. We'll see. All right, that is uh, that is it for this episode of the. Ch- uh, no, it's not the cherry didn't score report anymore. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <clears throat> That's it for this episode of Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends. Thank you all for watching, and be sure to follow us on Twitter because we do have our own Twitter handle now. Don, what is it?
1: No That's not the way. Twitter handle, buddy.
0: <laughs> that's our catchphrase that's what we say at the end okay I know know I had
1: to say I I did that deliberately you know what you're out
0: of the show (laughs) Um, Um, it's called the twitter handle is okashina podcast that's o-k-a-s-h-i-n-a podcast you can also dm me there for the invite to go to our discord where you can uh, find out about us more and uh, ask us your questions we're sure to get it to which we respond directly but you could also do that over twitter that's the good thing about having a Twitter handle now. Um, we are part of the orange groves, a podcast network that supports marginalized voices and smaller podcasts. And, uh, they're just awesome people and we love them. Uh, don't miss your chance to get exclusive content and behind the scenes access through our Patreon, patreon.com slash the uh, to support the wonderful work they do and help pay for our bills, uh, you know, to keep our show running. Um, if you want to help us out personally to fund, you know, like the anime we watch, Blu-rays, subscriptions, or supplemental materials that might be hard to get in Japan that we have to order imported and the and then we get put in those saw like uh, contraptions where we have to bloodlet and wait fill, what? Uh, <laughs> fill, a, <laughs>
1: fill a jar I did not of sign blood. I did not sign up for that.
0: <laughs> fill a jar of blood with our our human blood and yeah, in order <laughs> Tell to you get what. a key. To yeah, a- I'll use
1: some other kind of blood, like maybe pig's blood or I don't know. Don't try you to your key. They
0: always, they always figure out what you're going to do. You should just do it. That's what I learned from the seven Saw films I watched. <laughs> All right, anyway, you can help fund us personally through our coffee.com That's ko-fi.com. Uh, that's Okashina Podcast as well. And, um, you know, if you want to come by and capture Don and put him in a Saw-like situation.
1: I—I I, This is not a great way to help us watch more anime. I'll tell you that right now.
0: No, you will not get much out of us if you do that. So probably best is to give us money through the many <laughs> methods that I referred to. Don, I Low hope you point. have a lovely week, evening, whatever it is. And uh, until next time... Until next time, Okashuku We're getting better at that. And I feel I like 10 years from it. now, we're going to nail it.
1: I, you know, for... Uh, we did it awesome before, and I don't think you... You'll go back and listen to the tapes, and you will see. The, oh, yeah. The, this was not the strongest one. Our our cadence was off.
0: Okashuku Koyo Oh, okashuku